0: By George, I think I've got it.
1: Hyperbosexical thinking.
0: Hi, I saw thinking. that Bigfoot walking across the screen, and I thought to myself, "Wow, they are real." I ask us all, is that really reason? Hyperbosexical thinking. thinking. My Hi, personal belief thinking. is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence for thinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated Hi, all Traces of cancer in mice.
2: You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hard hypothetical thinking. A podcast for a hypothetical thinker. Hi my travelers, and
0: welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to Johnny's uh, <laughs> completely do it. naked possibility. <laughs> do it. My name is Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hola, me amo, Taylor! Hola, me llamo Johnny. And the way this works is that either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes, and Johnny, sweet, sweet Jonathan Clark, goes into every episode completely blind, sort of like, uh, let's say, um, Matthew McConaughey from uh, um, Frailty. Uh, So that means he has no idea what we're covering each week. I was thinking
2: Blinken from uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights.
0: (laughs) Very, (laughs) that's very good. I just have no idea what's going on ever. Yeah, no. He, basically, the point of the the guys, if you need... Here, I'm going to hold your hand. Let me guide you through what I just <laughs> said. Okay. The point of the first two paragraphs, uh, actually, sorry, two sentences of this podcast is basically Johnny doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about ever.
2: Yeah. He don't know nothing. nothing about nothing, and me and Nick know that for a fact.
0: Yeah, I, off the air and no,
3: on
2: the Nick air, off Nick the and air I. I don't,
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> how you guys doing, Taylor? How you, How's your week? How's your week been?
2: Man, I tell you, this week has been real busy. I've had a lot going on, but I've been slaying the shit out of it. Uh, this past 24 hours has been uber productive. Um, got to record a couple badass bands yesterday from the Atlanta area, and uh. I'm pretty excited to show those to the world. It's gonna be fun. How about y'all?
3: Well, on my end, first off, that sounds awesome. Like nobody is more of a supporter of of your outside podcast life than I. But um <laughs> <sorry to laughs> me, I've, I've been doing um I've mainly you know, podcast r- related things. <laughs> what? said you're, you're my, my rock.. rock. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Anyways, um, wait to so a quick question. Do you consider Dwayne Rock Johnson a weapon?
2: Absolutely. Isn't it been certified okay. in like almost 50 countries?
3: I'm pretty sure, because I, I also, I had that argument today. I, I could, could call him a weapon. but okay. I don't know if anyway, he's, he's, he's trained
2: by the military or anything. <laughs>
0: the Rock killed Bin Laden, <laughs> I don't right? think he did. <laughs> oh, no, no, he tweeted about it. Uh, did he? Rumor yeah, has yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: broke this the news. in.
0: No, so, <laughs> when Bob, no, let's, hang on a second, Jonathan. Okay. When Bin Laden was pronounced dead, the first person to break the news, fun fact, is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How do no you know way. He knew the Navy SEAL that killed him. Oh really? Whoa, yeah, he that's cool it. Yeah.
3: Then you see a call Dwayne and was like, Yo. "Yeah." He's like, "Yo, Dwayne, I just <laughs> fucked
1: up in line.
2: <laughs> I fucked him up, bro. Good job, sir. <laughs> I got and some tweet, shit to it. tell you." So more importantly, <laughs> gossip is who who are you more on side with, The Rock or Stone Cold?
0: Uh, Rock. The Rock. The Rock. <sighs> oh God,
2: guys. Oh. <laughs> so clearly, Taylor, you can't smell what The Rock's cooking. <laughs> hey, I don't. Like honestly, thing. I don't give a shit about it. I, I like them both, but I'm a WCW guy through and through, straight to the core, baby. NWO, Woman. Wolfpack, all of it. <laughs> WCW, baby, World Championship Wrestling for life. I get that, I get that, but
3: know I always pick Rock. So back to reality. Um, oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I the whole week essentially I've been pr- prioritizing uh, hypothetical stuff. You know, things were leaking. Putting out there and getting pretty stoked to who knows, sometime soon, see some of our viewers. So, Ooh. to be determined, that's a little leak. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but that's a little information, a little spoiler. But <laughs> delete, delete. <laughs> back up, back up. So, no,
0: I'm just uh, doing hybro stuff, really. Nick, how have you been? Man, you know what? I'm just real excited. You know why? <laughs> Johnny, I open your Snapchat every damn day Really? and I Ooh. see these just wonderful poolside photos. Oh, and yeah. you know what that means? That, that means one thing. It means it's, it's summertime. Hot it's hot out there. Summertime. Yeah. There's nothing. In there's the nothing that the excites summer. me more than summertime. I don't it's think, hot. I think there's other things that it's excite it's you more. It's fucking rainy most of the time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh it's miserable. Everyone's upset. You can't drink milk and walk outside without getting sick. <laughs> that would be a bad choice. <laughs> what? Uh and you know, most importantly, nature's out to get you. We have the snakes. We have the spiders coming in, <laughs> you know. Just last week, a, a, a snake tried crawling, climbing into my parents' window back in Florida.
2: I uh. saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, your mom's seventy-six-year-old neighbor had to come pull it out. Yeah. Wait, how is this seventy-six? Like, did I hit like, that on the on the dot? Se- is this think world news. I sure you hit that on the hit. hit on the, no, it, it's, look at him. How did?
0: Yeah, how it's did, world what? news. It, it's irrelevant. The whole point here <laughs> is that nature in summertime is the one thing about summertime that it's, I. Yeah. I can't stand. Uh, So in today's crazy news, we're just reminded how awful summer can be for people. Okay. Um, (laughs) Snakes are not the only thing that slither that can ruin your summer. (laughs) Uh, The band Uh, Velvet Revolver,
2: I believe, slithered for a little while. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, In some news, a 51-year-old was reported to have constant nosebleeds nonstop for 10 days. This sounds like that chick we rec- we we talked about. Oh, my friend, my oh. friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This uh way worse than that. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. 51 years old. He lives in China. Just constant nosebleeds for 10 days non-stop. And you know, he, he agonizing face facial, facial expressions. He knew that you know, the doctor's right away a nose throat specialist like there's something going on. 10 days. is crazy. So the doctor decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a look, you know, we're gonna check the nostrils, see what's going on. Shines a light in there, something squirming around. Oh, that's oh. not cool. So he grabs, you know, as a doctor would do, you he, he you know, he grabs a little metal thing and he starts digging <laughs> in this guy's nose. <laughs> a little metal duct thing. Little <laughs> <laughs> little nasal endoscopy, if you will. Ew. <laughs> Digs in deep, grabs onto something real slithery and wet. Starts pulling that motherfucker out of his nose. Turns out it was a leech. Oh, Ooh. dude! Leech crawled up into his nose when uh, when he was doing some work. He was working in the Yunnan province. He's apparently uh.
2: swimming through swamps or something. What is
0: this? Yeah, he was just doing some work, and then all of a sudden, leech just when he was sleeping dude, crawled disgusting. right into his nose. There are mm. images, and I'm looking at them right now. Uh, I'm not looking at them. So uh, I guess this
2: leech was not very good at doing his yeah. job if all this blood was leaking out.
0: It, it like, kept
3: <laughs> missing. It was, like, <laughs> the most sloppy uh, eater ever.
2: Or maybe maybe a leech's poop looks like blood?
3: Maybe. Well, if all the intake is, is blood. blood? Well, right, you know, yeah. actually, fascinating fact. You know, technically, uh, like, stool is almost comprised of 99% blood. What? Dead blood no. Cells, yeah, dead blood cells are brown. That's what. It, that's why it's brown. Really? Yeah you're literally poop out
2: your own blood cells that's pretty metal it is pretty metal <laughs> <laughs> literally it's, it's just your your, crazy. your your dead blood cells pretty crazy so i wonder uh, if he felt it or anything Squirming he, around he, up there he, he was in
3: pain. i don't like this
2: so that's what he, he like when he this. went to the doctor
0: he was like there's something there's something in my head doc we got to get <laughs> we got to get it out just oh, like in fuck! in the matrix oh dude <laughs> doc
2: that's i think true. if you go in through the belly button you can get it out <laughs>
3: Oh, this is nasty! It's like if the matrix. If you go up
2: in through the butthole,
3: it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the matrix where there's that like that random like robot in in. Uh, I'm
0: pretty sure there was yeah. a scene in the matrix where Neo's in
2: a cab. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's and Doctor Smith reaches in his butthole and pulls out. Uh, no, I think we're remembering differently. I definitely Dude, remember- I
2: re- Yeah, okay. it was like one of those little suction tools. It's like racing around his body, and then well, finally so his they get it. No, it was in his belly button. Oh, Probably it I think belly, belly button. It, it, yeah, I think it moved you're, you're, all, the, all throughout his body. I think, but the more, it the more you came say, out yeah. of the belly button. Belly button. It's definitely his belly button. <laughs> I have a belly button. Oh bummer. I read uh. this shit yesterday that when two people are kissing, they are effect- effectively making one single tube from butt to butt.
0: Yeah. I, like heard, a human centipede. I, I've heard <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but butts are the only. Yeah, I've heard that too. It's so great. Oh, my lord. So anyway. <laughs> You know, we could talk about <laughs> <laughs> leeches and, and uh, yeah, we could keep talking. Uh, the, the whole point is, guys, be, tubes. be safe out there this summer. Um, and just watch out for, you know, spiders, daddy long legs, and leeches that crawl inside your nose. Uh-huh. Um, with that Blow being said. Blow your noses
2: regularly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I got one more piece of news for you before oh, we dive right double. in. It's Lay it a double. It's a double hitter.
3: Doozy, young okay.
0: Uh, So this happened last week, so we're a little behind. There is a man named James Oliver who claims he is stuck in our time zone. <laughs> okay, time zone like you think Eastern Pacific Central.
2: No, no, <laughs> no. Like, I can't get past Alabama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the time zone I'm referring to that James Oliver is stuck in is he stuck in our time zone of the year 2018, and he's trying to get back to his time zone of the year 6491.
2: Whoa. Dang. Now, 60, he's we're way There's still, off. still, still way off. humans in 6491? Yeah, we're doing well, apparently. Wow. I think I watched this guy. I think I watched the interview with him.
0: Yeah. He took a lie detector test, and he passed. What? Passed. He passed. But that- listen- they these lie detector tests, I know they you know, people take them all the time and we're still using them as some sort of fact, but if you're a true sociopath, you can actually yeah. pass the lie detector. As long test. as you right.
3: believe in your brain that you're right, that's all it takes. Selepsism Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, not, that's not what it is. That no, that's the reality thing. No, as well, long if you as you use it, celeps, solipsism to yeah, to you know, current your oneness, then there you go.
3: Well, yeah, as long as this guy like really does believe that he's from the time 6491, that's all that matters for the lot. I mean, as long as he believes that that's valid, that that's
2: real, <laughs> yeah, I, then he is correct. It's,
0: <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm going to read some of these quotes that he said during this interview before we move on. So uh, he tells the presenter things like, your years are different to mine. And my planet
2: is further away from the sun than <laughs> yours is, so <laughs> it takes longer to get around. Yeah, that was one of the things that took me out of it right away. <laughs> like, why? I guess he explains why he's on another planet and shit. But like, that could have been an element just left. Like, why fabricate that? Come on, man. Just say you're from a different time, but this planet. Come on, bro. Right. Well, like yeah. that, making yeah, yourself that, less believable.
0: It discredits it all. Because like, if you yeah. it had, if your time machine was broken, what your time machine's also a, a spaceship, right? You get it together.
2: Well,
3: I would I would argue the fact that if you had a time machine in the time period that you can have a time machine, like space travel would also be. Thing. I think in that scenario, yeah. like both would be at your local drugstore.
2: Well, maybe time travel also incorporates space. You know, time and space. <laughs> it's, like it's if you think about the universe is always expanding, always moving. If you gridded it out, you know, you are actually able to say this point. You know, like the universe is never in that point again. Like the Earth is mm-hmm. not now where it was yesterday. You know, we're moving away from the center of the, the universe or whatever. Totally, totally. So we, if we time traveled. If we time travel to fifty years ago. Would we appear in the space in in the universe where the Earth used to be?
3: Or you'd just be like in like ah, just be in wow. open space. Yeah. Like, oh
2: fuck! I missed it by
3: twenty feet. Well, is that for <laughs>
2: millions
0: of light years? Yeah, yeah. Is that how Back to the Future worked? Where like he crashed in the barn and Back to the Future One because that's where there was actually property uh, there. And yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the yeah, it was physically model.
2: there. Yeah, and he hit those two pine trees, and that's where the mall was. Yeah. yeah, and then the mind was there. So, yeah, like, that's so that's kind of going against what I was just saying. He's like, he can time travel anywhere on the Earth or whatever, and he'll end up in that same position on the Earth, irrelevant of where the Earth is in relation to mm. the sun or the universe. Well, where it all, th- I, like, that, the planet thing,
0: hit that quote threw me off, but where it really threw me off is that he said, um, everyone in the future has their own artificial intelligence system called Siri, which recognizes users by their voice, and then says... uh, Purchase it here. Yeah. He says global warming is going to get worse and our planet's going to get hotter and Mm. advises us to put a cap on carbon emissions. Um, A cat? A feline? A cap.
2: (laughs) The the cat will do it. I think the cat (laughs) will definitely help. That makes more sense. Yes, yeah
0: yeah so I just like that sort of
3: sounds more like a ploy like so if he has ulterior motives in my mind if I was from time if I was from the year 1640 64 91 I would know that whatever progression of course that humans made would end up to that time period from now I really couldn't do a whole lot I don't I think it's somebody just pulling our legs and be like alright I'm from this time period if you don't
0: listen to me this will happen like it sounds like a crazy person yeah. it can't he, be. why doesn't he just go find his uh, well that wouldn't Nick you fucked it up Nick you, it's broken. Uh, the time machine is broken.
2: See, it, what I'm bothered by I, is that. I had a thought oh, and I ruined it. You know, th- these lie detector tests were administered by this blah, 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 paranormal.com, which is the same blah, 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 paranormal.com that released it and that we're hoping that you'll go to our site because of it. You know, yeah, exactly. like, definitely just a uh, fucking clickbait. You know what we should do? Hmm. We should make up our
0: own news story and see but if it, it takes off. Have, yeah, like one of us can be in it. We can blur the face because the face is blurred in a video. <laughs> and in the voice. let's see if we can like let's see if we can come up with something crazy. Like let's write something. Like Taylor,
3: like a- half man, half god. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Damn, you dude,
2: everyone would something. believe it though, and it would be like this runaway religion where everyone like forms this cult that I don't even want to be the leader of, but it just <laughs> happens now. You know that, that could be dangerous, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it <probably> I. Is. <laughs> you know what? I like. Let's go buy an outfit. Uh, like let's <laughs> let's find some some you know we'll, we'll get a costume designer we'll make Taylor a costume
2: yeah and we'll do an interview with you I'll be dressed like the guys like uh, the wild stallion guys from <laughs> the uh, future Bill and Ted
0: yeah you'll be dressed like all the aliens from Dude Where's My Car
2: <laughs> <laughs> Zoltan
0: Zoltan uh, and let's see if it takes off like let us do that you want all right we're gonna, let's say it now in this podcast episode twelve. We are going to plant a fake news story, Ha-ha. And if you because tr- you know we have a handful of listeners, they'll be in on it. More than a handful, you got a lot of hands.
2: If it's but a handful. when <laughs>
0: when you see the stories, tr- you know start trending, you guys know you're in on it.
2: Yeah, you current listeners, you're in it with us. So you have to help propagate the story and back it up so for giddy.
0: us. We're lie gonna- with us, lie. Go on our Facebook page. Hey, oh, hi, bro. Uh, we're going to put a poll up, and all the poll is going to say, it's going to say, which one? Question mark. And we're going to put a couple options in there. Yeah. We're going to say time travel. We're going to say aliens. Uh, and we're going to say, we're at a couple other options. And you guys, you vote, you pick. And that's the story that we will come up with elaborately.
2: Plant Maybe there should shit. also
0: be a, a D, all of the above. Uh, possessed by the devil. Uh, Oh, what if we did when you were possessed by Jesus?
2: (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Like I said, this could get dangerous. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I'm going to be 33 next year. I'm not trying to die. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's this year. I'm going to be 33 this year, guys. (laughs) Fuck. I got less time than I thought. Well, that's all the news
0: I have for now. But uh, guys, yeah, go to the Facebook. There'll be some sort of poll up there that you can vote on. And we're—I'm—I'm I'm serious. We're going to do this. Like I know we laugh and joke a lot, and we have uh, in the last several
2: minutes of this podcast. But we're doing this. We're going to do it, and we're going to—we're going to see what happens. We mean it. We mean it. Well, we mean. It. W- was this time traveler? This wasn't the same time traveler. I, I've been watching a lot of time traveler stuff lately, obviously. <laughs> but this isn't the guy who said he came back for a specific computer part from like a mid '80s IBM computer, is it? No. Oh, okay, that's a different one. This is the guy who's time machine story for was for a different day. Yeah, I I watched this other video where this guy came back in time specifically for a part, like a processor that's in this like certain IBM computer from like 1984, and it's like apparently been confirmed that this piece that he's talking about is very odd and very rare and it does like crazy shit. And also like tying into that, like uh recently I think NASA had to purchase a bunch of old computers off of ebay or a bunch of medical machines off of ebay in order to take the microprocessors out of it because they, they aren't manufactured anymore and they use those for whatever their rocketry bullshit is whatever they're doing
3: <laughs> man don't get me started on nasa they just because they, they discovered like propane on mars methane
2: Methane. we don't have enough time in the world to go sh- into this
3: sh- oh it makes me so mad i thought they discovered like a person
2: I, I think the the idea of methane is that it's it's caused by uh, you know dying carbon based life forms. Is that is no, that correct? I thought, like, it's they, like, like a, it's a byproduct of decomposition. It's the
0: it's the sim,
2: it's the most simplistic uh,
0: organic living matter. That's what methane oh, is. Okay, I was expecting like, an okay. actual
3: alien, like right then like a like a like a like an ET. Now those aliens just had Chipotle and just
0: farted a bunch. <laughs> like, oh, that was really good. That was a good one. Anyway, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Hey, oh, hi, bros! Little pause for the cause as we pass our money-saving powers on to you. If you're anything like me and you like chewing massive wads of gum while being admired for wearing hilariously gruesome T-shirts, then do the natural thing and head over to glorpgum.com and enter in the promo code "I'm a Bro Lever." That's gonna get you 15% off any purchase over 20 bucks. That's "I'm a Bro Lever." I apostrophe M space A space B R O L-I-A-V-A-R. Mm, Glorp. I'm,
0: I'm just excited. We had, yeah, some crazy news. Longer than usual, but uh, it's been a crazy week. So, Taylor, without further ado, uh, take it away, my friend.
2: All right, here we go, boys. The 1998 Denver Broncos were arguably the second best team to play the game of gridiron football. Eric Cartman's supposed father, John Elway, retired after defeating the Atlanta Falcons with an upset victory in Super Bowl thirty three. It was one of the darkest of days. <laughs> that year, they made history by unveiling one of the smoothest and most stylish uniform combinations to be worn on the field. What? They would go on to, to inspire teams to dump the old, trashy, old-school garments and to join them in the quest for improved fashion on the field. Now... The home of the fabled football Broncos is a large city just outside of South Park, Colorado. Some of you may know it as Denver, Colorado. As do I. So, a little fun facts, uh, a couple (laughs) fun facts about Denver, Colorado for you, okay? (laughs) The first arrest for marijuana was actually in Denver, Colorado, October 2nd, 1937. Kind of ironic, since they're like, you know, leaders in marijuana reform. Yeah crazy shit wearing a peyton manning number 18 jersey to school will get you kicked out of school what yeah apparently if you wear any jersey of any type that has the number 13 14 18 31 41 or 81 you will be sent home uh because it's it's like supposed gang affiliation i don't know what What? (laughs) yeah apparently there's like a gang 13 gang 14 gang 18 i don't know how that correlates to gangs but Hey, it correlates correlates back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson from that movie, The Gridiron. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone on his team had one of these numbers. It's like, these numbers will be not spoken of. (laughs) Dude, in 2005, uh, Denver officials, I don't know if it's the police, whoever, Denver officials started taking people's dogs away that resembled pit bulls. And they were euthanizing them. What? Like on a mass scale, yeah, that like just fucking taking dogs that seem to be like pit bulls. Like, how many dogs do you know of that look similar to a pit bull but it's not a pit bull? None. A shit ton. I don't, none. I know a Wait, what are you talking about none. <laughs> You're
0: a, a, specific, a specific. Johnny was species. just trying to pick the best no, answer. No, I don't, The, pop, the, the no. major populace. No, no, no. <laughs> and they we're like, You're yeah, defending a dog no?
3: resembles a pit bull, but it's a pit bull. Bunch of mixed breeds from the pound, bro. Oh, you're talking about yeah, like pure Talking about like a mix of Johnny pit bull. only
0: uh, buys purebreds.
3: No, I'm just saying like, well, at a certain point, every <laughs> single mutt is going to have. But like, talking about like a pit bull terrier mix is going to. I mean, duh. It's going
2: yeah. to look like a pit bull. Huh. Yeah. It's well, a dominant maybe trait. I'm just dumb. Dominant as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you've seen them carrying on this chains. It was dominate. DMX. They dominate. You're so there's the actually a small town in the center of Denver. That only has eight residents, somehow. What? Kind of crazy. Yeah. Some weird shit going on. (laughs) The fabled Casa Bonita from South Park is real, and it has cliff divers, and it's located in Denver. That's kind of cool. The cheeseburger was invented by Louis Ballast at Humpty Dumpty Drive-In in 1935, and a copyright was awarded. Are you just name, like, naming facts that are from Denver? <laughs> Not only facts, but fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh, right, uh, pro- proceed, <laughs> proceed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Colorado itself is home to over 1,000 mountain peaks that are at least two miles high. And as Very you know, Denver tomorrow. is the mile-high city because it is exactly one mile above sea level. Very familiar. <laughs> so that's that's a lot of landmass above sea level to be working with there, and there are forty five thousand square feet of known underground tunnels and buildings uh, that were that are an abandoned missile silo. Whoa! In in Denver, forty five thousand square feet, fucking crazy. So all this fun fact groundwork and awesome John Elway, you know, fun facts. It's. It's laying the groundwork for this this nice yellow brick road that's going to take us to today's topic, Johnny. Right. A topic that I think you're going to like, hmm. since you're an aviation nut. I'm not an the aviation blood. nut.
3: I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, all blood. the listeners
2: know that you're the resident aviation guy. I'm not my boat older... guy, car guy. <laughs> they voted. You're a boat guy, have, bro. My your grandfather and older guy, brother, you're a plane have guy, their pilot. Oh, you're a car guy. So two people in your immediate family are pilots,
0: or have had
3: their. My older brother's a pilot. My grandpa had his had private pilot's license way back when.
2: But Nick, there are... are you related to any pilots? Uh I am not, Taylor. I don't to... I'm not related to any any pilots. So you are awarded the uh the aviation guy. So the point of today's podcast, Johnny, <laughs> is the Denver International Airport, airport, airport. Ooh, airport, I've airport, been there a good number airport.
0: of times. You've been there? Uh, yeah. Jo- uh, actually, fun fact: Johnny and I have been there. Nope, nope, that's a lie.
2: God, I'm just uh, not on it today. What do you today. mean? What's a lie? I thought we you don't want to be together. confused. We have like, been there? We have there been there. I bought my hat there. You bought your hat there. I bought my. Was first, that the like, Denver International Airport, or was that the Stapleton Airport? It was the Denver International it Airport. Pretty sure it was the national airport. Whoa, <laughs> you guys made it out alive. All right. Is it not just a normal airport? Maybe I had not been
3: in the national airport. Yeah, no, we have. No, you're right. Yeah, there's okay. there's uh,
2: two main airports in Denver. They're like literally right next to each other. Which is odd. Uh, So, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so the Denver International Airport was built in 1995. It covers over 35,000 acres, which is 53 square miles. And it is the second largest airport in the world. Or Uh, the third, depending on who you're talking to about airport size.
3: I don't think that's what we went to, Nick. Because the biggest one I know is, I'm pretty sure, like, JFK or LaGuardia in New York. No, we went. I got our Gosling photo there. Really? Are you sure it's that one? Yeah. Well, then, yeah, then I've been to the airport probably over 20 times in my life. Dang,
2: dude. So yeah, maybe I, you're one of them.
3: I, I used to, uh, <laughs> I know, I, we used to go <laughs> snowboarding in a couple different peaks in Colorado, specifically in Eagle, Steamboat, and Vail, and I I, I, mean, I guarantee I know that, that airport
2: better than I know the Nashville airport where I go to now. Well, we're about to find out how well oh, you know weird. this airport, aren't we there, Taylor? We're going to find uh, out. So this right. airport, it's bigger than Manhattan, it's bigger than San Francisco, it's bigger than Miami. And it is double the size of the next largest in the US. That's fucking huge. That can't be possible. Nah, right? Why I say why, why not? Because I I've never known
3: I for me, I've never known Denver to be that big. The Denver Airport. I've known Chicago, I've known LaGuardia, JFK, I've known like Burbank. Give me an example.
2: <laughs> I, I am. Very, very astute comment, Johnny, and I'm those glad are, you say those that. Those
3: are huge airports that are bigger than like, Chicago. Oh, like, uh, Midway, which is uh Chicago here, yeah. That's bigger than Denver.
2: Yeah, you right? hear those airports names all the time. Like, people are flying there all the time. They're way I mean? bigger than Denver. People aren't saying, yeah, I laid over in the Denver International Airport or wait, the Stapleton Airport, either are one. Are you
3: telling me there's underground Denver Airport?
2: It doesn't exist. What?
3: Then how is it bigger?
2: <laughs> I'm just joking, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So, so what we're talking about, it, it's massive, dude. It's so big because underground? It's so big. No, I mean, we're like, well, big airport, who cares, whatever, They're in the Midwest, it's near Texas, they build shit big, right? I don't know. The big deal is that Denver already had an international airport that was very efficient, very well known, and very well used, and it's still in operation today, and that airport was only six miles away from downtown Denver. Mm -hmm. Now, why do they need, they don't need another one. On top of that, they went over budget on this new Denver International Airport by $2 billion. A lot of money. Like, what? And the Stapleton Airport, which is the one that's just outside of Denver, is not even in the top five, as you just you know recognized. It's okay. not even in the top five busiest airports in the U.S. So if there aren't people flying to Denver or even laying over in Denver, why do we need two massive airports, one being the second largest in the fucking world? I don't know. it's fucking weird, man. Hmm. Yeah, you know, It's weird. What's really weird about that's this is. is that some people, <laughs> not some people, Tons of people are reporting some eerie and odd things that go on in this airport. I've, I've heard bad things. Very bad things. Apparently, there are random locked doors, like, everywhere around this place. And, like, you've been to an airport, and there's plenty of doors that we can't go through, so we just... Walk by these doors. Well, and you assume simpletons, that these can't, doors are but just...
3: me and my aviation knowledge, I can get through exactly.
2: any door line. <laughs> jo- <laughs> jo- you Johnny- can probably just visualize in three D where these doors go because you have a, an advanced knowledge of the schematics of general airport functionality. Listen, yeah. jo- Johnny can fly on the standby list,
0: right? That's how important <laughs> yeah. he is. Listen, I, go, I
3: go, I go up to the jetway and I say, "Hey, I'm a non rev pass rider. I'm eligible as a pilot. I'm going to go onto the under uh, the concourse. I'm going to go right into the jetway, right into the uh, to the airplane. I'm going to fly this plane."
0: Hi, my name is Johnny Clark. Uh, my brother is a fucking pilot, so you let me on this flight like, to Beijing. I want to go see uh, Sharon concert.
2: Yeah, it's okay. Know. My brother's a plane driver. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: I
3: have proof. So, Look at a Snapchat. <laughs> oh That's crazy. So you're saying there's like
1: paranormal
2: shit going on in Denver? Not necessarily paranormal shit. It's just unexplained stuff. Like all these doors, you know, any of these public places, you know, there are doors that are like, I wonder where that goes. But there are apparently a ton of doors that are, no one has access to. No one knows where they go. Obviously, people know who the you know people know, but it's unexplained where these things lead. There is actually a morgue on site, and which there there are no other morgues in any other airport. There's not a morgue in any other airport. There's a morgue? A morgue, an actual morgue. Now, it's common. Somebody would argue, like, yeah, they would have a morgue in there because, you know, when somebody dies overseas or they they die in a a place they don't live, they have to ship the body wherever they want to get it shipped, you know? So maybe a morgue would make sense to have, but... Yeah. But every other airport does that. They don't put them in a morgue. They don't store them at the, at the, the airport. Right, they don't put know? them on ice. Hello, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Airport's
3: morgue. You kill them, we chill them. You stab <laughs> we <slab> them, we slap them.
2: In February of 2007, 14 passenger planes' uh, windshields were shattered unexplainably within a two-hour period while just sitting on the, the, uh, you know, the tarmac or whatever. Unexplained. Nobody knows why. Crazy. Odd things happening planes. all the time. Fourteen planes, all in, the in a two-hour period. Oh, two-hour period? A two-hour period, yeah. Uh, so no really no weird. big explosions, no weird weather. Nobody knows what it was. You know, it, maybe something uh, weird and atmospheric, maybe, that, I guess. But, but that but doesn't like, happen all the time, so what the hell?
3: Planes you know? at cruising altitude, like 30,000 feet, it's, it's, it's common to run into, like, birds, to run into, you know, extreme rain, hail, like, things that are hard right. masses in the air, and those don't shatter shit.
2: Right. The, so, what in the world?
3: Godzilla.
0: <laughs> Godzilla! Godzilla! <laughs> definitely, definitely.
2: <laughs> not only that, nearby towns are reporting um, you know, multiple reports of loud explosions that are unexplained or earthquake-type movements that are unexplained and not you know, talked so, about in the news, but they feel like Godzilla, them all
3: though. the time. That sounds like <laughs> Godzilla. Earthquakes?
2: Uh... <laughs> so, a nearby landfill... You know, close to this airport, is reported to be receiving truckloads of dirt on a constant basis, like a daily basis. And these truckloads of dirt are coming from the airport, constantly. Truckloads of dirt, boom, coming from the airport, going to this landfill, being filled up. Now you ask yourself, what the fuck are you talking about? Why? I who cares? What? Not so dirt. that would mean uh, you think they're building something under the airport? Uh... What, dude? Huh. So it is no secret that underground structures do indeed exist, oh, yeah. as it has been verified by Denver airport officials that during the construction, there were actually five large buildings that were built, and apparently those were built in like the wrong location, long or- wrong orientation, and instead of tearing them down and demolishing them, they were ordered to be buried, which is like, What? What? buried. I mean, I guess they're already you know, somewhat underground. I mean, they're starting to build something from the bottom up, so it's obviously already underground yeah. in some way.
3: You know? That's weird, though.
2: Yeah. So, like, you know, it's... But like, think about that cover-up. Like, you can't start building something without putting a f- dome over it or something, you know, and without everybody knowing, you know, so they start building something. There's five visible buildings to the public. They can see these things. And they're like, oh, n- no, they're wrong, so we're going to cover them up with dirt. And they continue building on top of them. Like, what? That seems like a perfect, like, I guess a perfect cover up for you know, they can start from that point. Like there's known buildings down there now, so the public has no reason to be like, well, that's weird that there would be buildings underground because they're they're verified, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's just so fucking weird. And the airport claims that they're still in use today um, as like storage, like storage facilities.
3: I mean, this all sounds weird, but I don't think it's like the 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 whole idea of like unexplained like in my mind yeah. a locked door that's weird planes right. like in a two hour period that sounds like a coincidence you know okay. but yeah l- but I, it doesn't to me it's not like crazy Whoa. enough for me to be like there's something going on you know
2: well I feel like the truckloads dirt is like yeah, and with just... the verified fact that there is underground structures, and it, you you would assume that there's going to be underground structures at any of these big-ass places. Sure, sure, there's sure. going to be some underground stuff. But the truckloads of dirt, it makes me think, like, what? They're constantly building. This shit was built in 1995, man. That was a long time ago.
3: So they're expanding like, or doing something underground that we just don't know.
2: Yeah, we have no idea. And one of the mm. big things about this airport, uh, when it was going to be launched, uh, it had an underground baggage system that was supposed to be revolutionary. And it was going to be used in other airports, you know. It was going to like, prove the concept here, use it in other airports. It was going to be this completely underground, you know, baggage system that, you know, delivers your bags to the carousel or whatever. Some, in some way, that's different than the way it's done now. It okay. was a massive failure at launch. It never worked right. They could never get it fixed right. But they did have it in operation until 2005. And in 2005, they shut it down completely. Shut that it down permanently. Tank. Another massive underground space that the public knows about shut down. Public officials say it's also being used for storage.
3: Hmm. I uh. Weird. Weird? I think I know what happened. Oh, All right. What's up? I think this is what happened. Two thousand five. Let's say maybe maybe prior when they were building this underground luggage system, workers. I don't know how many, but they died. Whether a collapse or or some kind of like like um, uh, cavity, something fell on them. They're dead. Right. They okay. built that morgue because it was a common occurrence that workers would die. But these workers weren't just dead. They were apparitions. They were spirits. <laughs> and they started fucking with things. So there's doors that aren't locked, not only because these spirits are fucking with them, but there's people there that know the secret, and they will not disclose the information. Furthermore, these spirits have had some kind of prior knowledge to, obviously, the Denver airport, so they know how to fuck with things, i.e. the planes. I think that's all we need. Yeah. And, and, and the truckloads of dirt can be explained by, let's say, they're excavating more so They're trying to do more things to appease the spirits. Maybe do something that'll mm. make everything better because, I mean, that's the only way I can validate it.
2: That's weird, though. Like, if they were, you know, spirit-based things or somebody that died, like, why would they want the morgue? Wouldn't they just, like, get rid of the body or burn the body or something? Why would they want to save it for some short amount of time? You got me. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh. weird. And if, pe- if that many people were dying, like, dude, how many people died in the construction of the Hoover Dam? I mean, it was pr- a good bit, I guess, but... Not enough to, like, justify a morgue on site. Right. You know?
3: All right, I'm, I'm lost for words. All right, continue.
2: <laughs> 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 so maybe this this uh, location is being prepared for a monumental catastrophe. Maybe that all this work being undergr- done underground oh. is for, like, a, a bomb shelter-type idea, right? In fact, in 2011, when comment Elenin was supposedly on a trajectory uh, to come like dangerously close to Earth. I read a bunch of different numbers on how close it was going to get to Earth. I'll say the dumbest one that I found, which was 22 miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's
2: in our atmosphere. <laughs> that didn't so. happen. I, I know for a fact yeah, that didn't that's happen. Very wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very wrong. Radically wrong. I don't know how close it came or if it even came close at all or if our deep impact plan, you know, or I guess Armageddon plan, worked. Bruce Willis fixed it all. Yeah, I guess it was Deep Uh, Impact. We'd we'd know it. We'd be screwed. Deep Impact, great movie. (laughs) So in 2011, when this comet was like dangerously close to hitting the earth, or so they thought, just so happened Barack Obama, the president at the time, in Denver. Hmm, weird.
0: Hmm. So Interesting.
2: Even if it was a bomb shelter, even if it was a place for like the elite, you know, to go and and to be in a safe space, whatever, no big deal. There have to be places like that.
0: Did you huh? just hear? Did you
2: just hear what you just said? Yeah. Whoa, woah?
0: Whoa. A bomb shelter. Oh, bomb. Oh,
2: bomb shelter. <laughs> shelter. <Bomber>
0: shelter. <laughs> what? Did what? you
2: just <laughs> connect every necessary dot? Holy shit! <laughs> 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 Listeners, the code has been cracked. <laughs> I think you figured it out. We definitely figured
3: it out. The so you're saying
2: code that has been cracked? They're building this
3: underground <laughs> structure for a possible bomb.
2: Yeah. Or I mean, like for. Just like you know, a, when the, the singularity safety. happens and Skynet takes over,
3: maybe it's just like Denver, like people being super paranoid about like, a Skynet, and so like, man, we got to make this underground underground passageway, man, in case somebody like bombs us, we'll have a place to go.
2: <laughs> and they sound stunned. Well, they did. Yeah, just all That's what I'm saying. All like, they're of them paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's just not out of the ordinary. You know, they're they're. everyone thinks that there are bomb shelters or there are at least places that are selected where the government can go and be safe. We just don't know where those are. I mean, Hitler obviously had the exact same space. You got to think that every government has a place like that. Oddly enough, the Queen of England has purchased property adjacent to this airport. That's kind of weird. That's really bizarre. Why would she
3: pick Denver? I feel like that's like, if there's a place to be in America that's American, I feel like it's more New York.
2: Ah... yeah, I guess, but I don't know. Apparently, uh, Denver, Colo- uh, Colorado, in general, is just like insanely beautiful, and like oh, the nature oh. there is unreal. I can
3: I can attest that it's beautiful, but like in my mind, if I wanted to go somewhere that's safe, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I guess you're right, dude. We're
2: talking forty five thousand square yeah. Miles. No, you're or right. how, how many? I, I listened to Stat earlier that was talking about how many you know the mountain ranges that are there. It's the most mountainous part of the country, like by a long shot. It's one of the most mountainous. You know, pieces of the world
3: well the rockies are well yeah aside from the alps the rockies are like substantially crazy you yeah know, you, you can't drive very, very through steep. denver going to hayden and not run into at least four or five peaks talking winter park talking Vail, talking steamboat talking you know there's so many <laughs> breckenridge yeah. like
2: I, yeah, i'm no bomb shelter designer but you know and you know, classically in movies and stuff you know bomb shelters are in the side of a mountain or something like that yeah which is a know, safe least place. they are in terminator yeah safe place there's all this whatever hard rock you know it's hard rock to protect you from whatever the fuck's going on, you know? But, you know, what if these dangers that they're protecting themselves from, what if they're not unknowns? What if they're not unknown randoms? What if they do have information of actual shit that's going to happen, like an actual world disaster? They aren't telling us. Well, based on some of the extreme artwork seen in this airport, some people believe that these works were commissioned to... To deliver information to those willing to look and listen. Hmm. Apparently there is insane artwork all over this airport. And if you guys were there, you probably oh, caught yeah. a glimpse no. of it.
3: No, there, there, there's tons from like a an old, um, an old uh, fertilizing aircraft. It was like a, a single seater, single prop engine, uh, like Cessna kind of looking thing that was engraved. Uh, there's a whole bunch of really cool architecture and artwork in this airport. I just thought it was like a modern, like it's just cool art.
2: Yeah, well, when a normal, when somebody asks that question, you know, about artwork that you see in an airport, you know, an aviation guy would point out, oh, they have this plane from 1947. They have this other plane. They have this stuff. Oh, but, like, like normal history. people like me and Nick, who aren't the aviation experts. Fuck off. We, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be looking at different kinds of art. Specifically uh, talking expert. about, we're talking about paintings and sculptures at this point. And we're just going to highlight just a couple of them. Like, one of the weird ones I thought is just odd. It, aside from the fact that it's kind of cool. Uh, there's like a, apparently a small statue and a couple. Uh, maybe there's a few of them that look like this, but it's like a gargoyle like popping out of a suitcase. A yeah, demon the gargoyle. Gargoyle. Man. There's gargoyles, man. That's kind of cool. Yeah, bro. Kind of cool, but that's like oh, that's. I don't know how symbolic that is, but that's kind of a weird thing to have in an airport: a demon popping out of a suitcase. Maybe it's like subconsciously saying, "Don't smuggle drugs." I don't know. Or kind of weird. The demons. I mean, yeah, demon, yeah, yeah. The, whatever's in your luggage is demon. Possessions are demons. Yeah. Your kids. <laughs> here in the Nashville airport, all we got's a bunch of records on the wall. Yeah, a couple of guitars and
0: <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <is it>? records <laughs> and old banjos. I'm not Elvis of, was yeah. here. And guitars. We
2: got tons of guitars, <laughs> but no, uh, no, uh, gargoyles. Well, dude, I, you've had to have seen a picture of this, Johnny. I know, I know, Nick has. As we've talked about it on several occasions about how dope this shit is. I would get it tattooed on me, honestly. It's that it? fucking cool looking. So, I believe it's amongst the um, the runway uh, system here. Uh, at some point, it's not like it's not like in a logical place. It's in a weird place, like amongst the runways. Which, by the way, apparently look like they're in the shape of a swastika. Whoa! <laughs> the, wait, the that, that's ones? a side story. That's a side story. Oh. But so there's this statue. They call it Blucifer. Oh, now, oh boy, have you heard of Blucifer, Johnny?
3: Is it is Blucifer?
2: Belucifer. That's the name of the statue. Yeah. Is it
3: like a an old Roman like or like a horse? What is this?
2: It is a horse, dude. It's a 32 foot statue of a horse. It's blue. It is you could describe it as an undead zombie horse. Really? It's got glowing red eyes. Like that actually light up. What? They're actually. Lit up. Yeah. And but- it stands up on its hind legs, you know, as like a horse, you know, neighs or whatever. And dude, it's like Veins popping out over the shit. Its muscles are like crazy looking. Like it looks like so demonic and badass. It's insane. It's the mane looks so metal. It's black. It's so fucking tight. Like it is a tight statue. Why the fuck though? It, like it looks like a demon, man. If you looked at this thing, you. Women and children would run in fear. Yeah. It, probably yeah. a lot of dudes. That's why they call <laughs> it a Lucifer. Maybe a Lucifer. To, wait, wait,
0: Taylor. Tell him what happened to the man who
2: made it. Dude, Johnny, listen to this shit. Okay, okay,
3: okay,
2: okay. Dude, it is crazy. This It's a seriously evil piece of art. Louis Jimenez, the creator, was killed when the 9,000-pound horse's head fell on him, lacerating an artery in his leg.
3: The 9,000-pound no- head?
2: Uh, the horse is 9,000 pounds. Oh, okay. But the 9,000-pound horse... Head. Has a head. <laughs> it, and it fell off, him. dude. And the mane of this thing, like, it's a jagged-looking mane, like, as one would imagine a very yeah. dead metal horse looking like. Dude, yeah, fell on him, stabbed him in the leg, and I guess, like, severed an artery, and he died, dude. Pretty
3: poetic, I guess, because, like, the artwork kills the artist. That's weird.
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't like poetry that much.
3: Well, so, <laughs> it, have you ever considered the, the Denver Broncos play a role in this? It's a horse... If there's a horse statue, and like I'm pretty Ooh.
2: sure their colors are
3: orange <laughs> and blue. Maybe. They
2: are orange and blue. That's good. I I don't have anything any info to connect those two things, but you just did mm. it, and fuck yeah, <laughs> bravo! <laughs> that could be it. I think that could be that could be a no, the, well the, aside. But- there's nothing orange on this Bronco. Yeah, there's well, nothing orange on it. And it it's is not a Bronco. Blue. It's a Mustang. It's a Mustang, oh, really? yeah, which is definitely different than a Bronco. Yeah. That's what I'm close to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a horse guy here. But if you're gonna make a Denver Bronco statue, it'd be of John Elway. I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> I don't even
0: know what the fuck that is. But but uh, yeah. aside from uh, that
2: he retired after winning Super Bowl thirty three and he's also Eric Carmen's father.
0: I have to say Supposedly. I've been pretty I've been pretty quiet on my end because I have been trying so damn hard, 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 like hard, hard, hard to connect this blue Mustang and what's underneath the Denver International Airport. Even though we haven't talked about wait, is there something? some other stuff yet? I've been trying to connect this shit
2: to Bohemian Grove for like oh, the last I had that,
0: fifteen minutes. I had that same thought. I've been Nick.
2: connected. <laughs> Nick, you just wait because the connections have been made. Are you kidding me? Not okay. fucking kidding. This is a Bohemian Grove episode, people. It really oh is. What the fuck? <laughs> I swear to God, I was thinking about it, dude. Oh. It's so. This is so Bohemian Grove. It blew my mind when I was researching, and I was like, because you know, I've, I've researched this topic before, and I didn't have like I'd heard of Bohemian Grove and done a little bit you, of research you didn't have in the it, knowledge, but I didn't have the knowledge. Yeah, but now having the knowledge that Nick delivered to us when I was <laughs> reading this stuff, I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> this is, we're talking about the same fucking thing. This is fucking oh, crazy, dude. That's crazy. So, some people would say that this Mustang statue represents the four—the fourth horseman of the apocalypse or whatever. I don't oh. know enough biblical references to verify that. Not verify that, but it is a horse, and it does seem apocalyptic. And the number four is very round, so that, I don't know. It, <laughs> it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, the Bohemian Grove, they talked about, you know, New World Order this, New World Order that, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Some of the other artwork in this fucking place seemingly depicts the existence of a New World Order and some event that takes place in the future, maybe the near future, maybe the distant future. We're going to find out. But there is a series of three murals, uh, specifically, tons of murals in this place that seem to be symbolic but we're going to focus on these 3 cuz they're all in the same style and they are obviously three different phases of the same message now the first painting in this series um, show is basically centered on a kind of like a german looking soldier dude with a gas mask on with a really evil looking face on the gas mask so you're like you know this dude's evil Looks like a German soldier. He wields a giant sword and an AK-47. Weird combo. Now, what's that? It's a weird combo. It is a weird combo. I mean, I don't think you need the sword if you got the AK. Yeah, but. I don't
3: think, yeah. Well, <laughs> one's meant for, like, close quarters. The other one's like an inaccurate assault rifle.
2: What I took from this painting, and I'll describe a little bit more, but from what I took from it is the sword is there to sever ties from this element and that element, just like it. To change the way a way of thinking, I would say. Isn't there a rainbow so, in it, too? Yeah, there's a rainbow, and I think that's what it's severing. So there's a rainbow that kind of trails across the top of the painting from the left. And as it approaches the soldier, it fades away. And it fa- the way it fades away, like the way it's represented on there, it makes you think that it is the trail of the sword. And then the trail, which is colorless a- after it reaches the sword... Trails on to a group of children who are sleeping in rubble um, underneath this soldier. And it's almost like this child is dreaming this clear path that eventually goes and turns into a rainbow. On the right side of the painting, there are like demolished and burning buildings that are on fire, obviously caused by this, um, you know, soldier looking dude. On the left side, there is a trail of grown ups. Uh, One, you know, there's children in there too, one's holding a baby, so I don't know, but there's a line of people walking away as if they're, they look sick, they look like they're decrepit, they look weak, but they're walking away kind of like a trail of tears type thing. And on the tip of the sword is a upside down dove, uh, representing uh, no peace, I guess, you know, dove is the symbol of peace. But I thought it was weird that there were children still left. I, I I was having trouble trying to decipher this on his own as just one painting. But it has something to do with obviously a biological agent, and this guy has sure a mask on. And he's got the the mask, burning buildings, blah 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 blah. Something has to do with these little children. Who knows what it is? You know, maybe there maybe there's an age that like whatever's gonna happen, people under this age have like. They have this immunity, or maybe they've been given an immunity. Sure. I'm not sure. Not sure what that means. But that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. And moving on to the second painting in the series. Wait, isn't there on that painting, isn't there like a a letter or something on it too? That's actually in the second painting. Okay. I believe, yeah. One, yeah, one of the people in the second in the second painting is holding like a what okay, appears so. to be a Mayan script. Well, so in the bottom right of the
0: the first painting with the rainbow and the sword, on the bottom right, there's like just a piece of
2: paper, like a letter that's just sitting. Ah, yeah, I didn't even like notice that. So that yeah. I mean, now that you say that, it kind of that echoes that this may be a message of some sort. You no, know, there's a oh, note shit. there. You know, it's like a hint as like, oh, this is a message, and to me, it seems like this this series of paintings is exactly that, a message, possibly an illustration of, like, this is going to happen, heads up. It's pretty fucking weird. Is That one's obviously destruction caused by whatever this soldier-looking thing is. He's destroying peace. Whatever the rainbow represents is being destroyed. And whatever that is is also supposed to be embodied in these young children who, mm. I guess, in the future, will figure out how to make that rainbow, you know, come about again, you know, whatever that's supposed to represent. And the second painting is a group of young children, again, of different ethnicities, all different ethnicities, gathered around three coffins. In those coffins are people of different ethnicities. And surrounding surrounding those coffins are, like, random dead animals. There's, like, a jaguar. There's, like, a turtle. There's a whale. A couple of random things that seem to be dying. Uh, In the background... There is, like, a raging fire. It appears to me like it's a city. A city on fire in the distance. A row of trees, all on fire. Oddly enough, though, in this picture, there are three birds. very, Very pretty-looking birds compared to the rest of the scene. And the birds are being held in these clear prism-type cubes that a couple of the children are holding, which is really weird. And they each have like a little plaque on these things, but they're so small, yeah, I can't read them. Yeah, I guess you have to go to the airport to see it, and that's how they get you because they kill you when you get there. But <laughs> <laughs> but this artwork is fucking weird. But aside from the trees burning, one thing that I note about this piece of art is that all there's a bunch of flowers in it that are very vibrant, and the 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 birds that are being kept in these prisms are also very vibrant. Um. In my mind, it is trying to say that something's gonna happen and that these young people are gonna have to accept these like horrific things that will happen. And they're gonna have to figure out how to move on. And it seemed like these birds in the prisms, like there's some kind of like a preservation kind of thing. Weird. But it's it's weird to me because they're the only I think they're the only three birds in the picture, and then the only things in prisms. So I'm not sure what the connection to that is. But one of the people, one of the little girls in this painting is holding, in my opinion, it's. it looks like an old like map that shows weather patterns. Like, you know, like an old map, like they would illustrate strong winds by a cloud with a face blowing wind? Yep. Yeah. That's what I think I see on this map. Um, other people describe it as a Mayan tablet. I'm going to say that's not a Mayan tablet. I'm going to say it is a map depicting weather patterns. Which would seemingly be a natural disaster. Who knows? There's no, there's no um, hint of war or to, like a soldier in this one. Kind of right. weird. So, but the idea of the prism echoes the rainbow in some way. You know, as rainbows <sighs> are created through prisms and whatnot. Okay. Now, the third one, the third painting in the series is basically. That same soldier from the first one is lying dead, obviously dead. Uh, instead of one dead dove, there are now two live doves sitting next to his dead body. In the center, very oddly, very strangely, there is a what appears to be a young Bavarian boy or German boy wielding a hammer, and he seems to be the centerpiece here, and he is surrounded by children of all different ethnicities and all these children are surrendering to him weapons and these weapons are like wrapped in the country's flag Okay, very weird
3: like Like an annihilation kind of thing where like one country takes over
2: yeah I guess you could take it that way but what's weird is that you know the big soldier is dead and this young boy wielding this weird hammer like he's the hammer he's I guess the decision maker the decider, the great decider, the boss man. Why can't you just understand the fact that the
3: soldier died for the cause and then that then now the nation, young or old, is taking it over?
2: That's the, that's the way I'm perceiving it, yeah. So it seems yeah. to have these two separate meanings. If you want to look at it real innocently, you could say, oh, there's this young blonde-haired boy here and all these nations are surrendering their weapons. We're giving up weapons. Aryan. And it's almost like this child's wielding a hammer, so maybe he's destroying the weapons? Not quite sure. There seems to be an anvil and some confusing things in front of him that if you supplement? want to be artistic you could be like okay he's smashing these weapons smashing them in the smithereens on this anvil maybe that's the case so maybe it's supposed to represent an old German soldier and an old German thought and I don't want to say German like I, just pinning things on Germans here I'm just saying that's what we reference you know World War II and the evilness they look, whatever they no, look like, Aryan though the they look Nazi and... yeah this boy looks Aryan for sure okay. and he's wearing clothes that are Bavarian garb I guess like traditional young boy you know, garb that they would wear. So you could say yeah, he's he, you know, this this older way of thinking is dead and this young boy who is of the same descent is going to fix it. He's going to make it right. You know, this peace, like this this painting is obviously re- represents peace. The rainbow is going right across the top. Not sure what yep. that rainbow means, but it's back. So pretty weird. So if you take all three of these paintings together, it seems to mean in one way, you could say, you know, it starts with all this destruction. The middle one has something to do with peace and harmony with nature. And then the third one has something to do with overcoming all of that. And the youth of the world will make things right, you know.
3: And what, what you're like proposing is that this has to do with, obviously, the excavation of underneath Denver, the anomalies with the doors, the explosion, and like the idea that like a, a world-ending Armageddon is re- somehow you know related to the Denver Airport.
2: Exactly. So the other way you can take these paintings is that there is biological warfare that happened in the first painting. In the second painting, the surviving children who were asleep in the first painting, who are I maybe they're asleep because they're unaware of what had happened.
3: We're not born yet.
2: Yeah, they were maybe were not born yet, they weren't capable of understanding. So in this second painting, they have to unify with nature, do things a natural way, the natural way that anyone would if there was not all these outside controlling forces. They have to unify, make these decisions, um purify nature, you know, protect nature. And in the third one, it's like they by doing so, they have somehow overcome this greed and power struggle. You know, that is you know, the old way of thinking or whatever. So in essence, there is a biological warfare that happens and the people that are left have to use maybe the instructions that were given, maybe instructions on whatever tablet this chick was holding, the paper that the girl was holding. They have to use some information from the past to figure out how to keep going. So this points to this underground bomb shelter, if you will, being built to protect somebody from a biological weapon that is maybe not just feared to happen, but is gonna happen. Like it is for sure gonna happen at some point.
0: So kind of weird. I, I, That's okay. insane. What, it, like the hit, like the Nazis too, with the whole new world stuff that you brought up earlier. I looked it up, and that little letter in the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. painting. It's a letter written by a girl in a concentration camp. It's
1: uh,
0: a poem.
1: Uh,
2: so here's what does the poem. says, "Does it say Nick? So that?" could uh, probably help us decipher this poem. I want, or the the painting. I wonder. It does say, uh, "Uno momento."
3: Okay, okay. So if I may, this is well, not real,
0: re, real dickish.
3: I like the way you're going on this, Taylor. But in my mind, yeah. some artist made this installation of art. And just yeah. playing with the clothes of the winds and said, "I'm going to be artsy-fartsy," artsy, which is fine. You know, everything's subjective Definitely. when it comes to art. And they made these things not like scary, but like depicting an Armageddon. I don't think that's out yeah. of this world. I don't think it's a crazy assumption. I don't think it relates
0: to the underground. Maybe, maybe two different people. Oh, dude, you got to see these paintings. Like, I are, are they crazy? Uh, they're you, beautiful. Like they're, they're really colorful they're, and pretty, but like extremely symbolic, man. They're scary. The dead animal, there's like literally a girl who's like sobbing in tears, and then behind the girl. There's another little girl holding a tablet with like a woman. I mean, whose tongue f- is connected to a plant.
2: Like it feels but like the first one would be in a World War II German airport. It, it, like it's propaganda, is what it seems like.
0: It sounds really yeah. crazy, but the same exact
3: artist that did the Obama portrait for his presidency recently is an artist <laughs> that depicts uh, decapitations and murder and stuff. And it doesn't doesn't you know shy away. I don't. I'm not of the mindset that it's impossible for an artist to make scary shit. All right well, here's oh, the letter. Totally.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here's what the letter says. The letter says, I was once a little child who longed for other worlds, but I am no more a child for I have known fear. I have learned to hate how tragic then is youth, which lives with enemies with gallows ropes. Yet I still believe I only sleep today that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play.
2: That exactly girl, echoes what we just talked about in the second yeah. painting. That they have girl, to figure out, how they, they know that they, they got to figure out how to do their own way. This is a girl's letter. She
0: died in a concentration camp. Right. Why yeah. would an airport. What does any of this yeah, have that, to do? That, right yeah, what's what to to the airport. Uh, Yeah, the, the
3: idea that an airport is uh, using, not propaganda, but using some kind of imagery that is anything but positive right. is stupid to me. You know, the, the, the National Airport just made an installation of, oh, I think it's a bunch of kids or special needs kids, their artwork, and that's great. It's positive. The idea yeah. that somebody's putting negative imagery, that sounds. That is a strike to you, Taylor. That makes a lot of sense. But why, it goes the deeper. F- like,
0: Taylor, Taylor <laughs> bringing up the, N- so much the deeper. NWO, the New World, o- or the New, New World Order. Straight I don't know how much
2: you know about the New World Order, Johnny. But it was started it, by Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, uh, which later became the Wolf Pack. We talked hmm. about it earlier in the podcast, WCW World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I can't tell what's real, what's right <laughs> now. Oh, hey guys. It's just one of your, your, your high bros here. I just wanted to pass along a a 10% savings at futuremonsters.com. If you're into the Wolfman, if you're into Frankenstein, King Kong, Dracula, uh, you can go to futuremonsters.com and you save yourself 10% on any of the high-quality threads. Uh, They got amazing designs on a quality fabric print. I'll I'll tell you right now, I got one last week. It feels really good on my body. Uh, If you want to save 10%, put some stuff in your shopping cart, enter into the coupon code you want to enter in, Capital H-Y-B-R-O. That's capital H-Y-B-R-O. That's high, bro. Capital H-Y-B-R-O. Get yourself 10% off.
0: So the New World Order is actually a, uh, it is, it was founded by like Nazis,
2: right? No. The New (laughs) World Order uh, was actually founded by the Knights Templar. Okay. Uh, So basically uh, Freemasons. So, ah, which brings us to another awesome pretty bo- badass little piece of evidence here. Bohemian Grove shit there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when this, when this place was built, 1995, there was like a, a commemorative plaque, you know, a dedication plaque put in place, like, like is done in a lot of, you know, big things like that. On this plaque, um, it says that this airport was commissioned by the New World Airport Commission. Uh, It doesn't fucking exist! It doesn't exist. That commission does not exist. It's not a real thing. Yet it says it on this plaque, New World Airport Commission. And on this same plaque, uh, it's got a time capsule apparently buried right beneath it that says it shall be opened in the year 2094, which would be approximately 100 years. It'd, It'd be 99 years. Uh... From when it was placed there, there is a lot of a lot of weird information that tries to take the date and like add it up to thirty three and be like, oh, "So thirty three, so it's like this devilish number." And they use all the shit in the New World Order, blah 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 blah. Oddly enough, there is another plaque uh, nearby that mentions Mount Blaca. Mount Blacca is where the Knights Templar signed their um, their doctrine, announcing that they are gathering to form a New World Order. Like, uh-huh. what? So you it's have really two weird. plaques here. One of them saying the New World Airport Commission, which doesn't exist. Another yeah. plaque nearby talking about Mount Blanca, which is where the Knights Templar, a.k.a. Freemasons, gathered to form, right there in plain English, New World Order. But Not- it goes, it goes <laughs> deeper than that. That's it goes crazy so part. much
0: deeper than that. I can't, I can't on explain, the dedication I
2: plaque it. itself, Johnny, on the dedication plaque, there is a Freemason sign front and center, bud. It's yep. the G oh with the compass ruler, you know, whatever it is, compass square yeah, shit, yeah, 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 yeah. right there be, on it.
0: In between that G and the dedication to the New World Airport Commission, there is a date March 19th, 1994. 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 9 plus 4 is 33. It's 33, That's- dude. That's the highest level you can achieve in Freemasonry, bro. Dog, what? <laughs> level up. Um, and, and March,
2: what What? It's number the third. month is March? Number three. Uh,
0: three.
2: So month three and then 33. Mm, 333. Apparently the 333 is reoccurring in Masonic symbolism everywhere. Well, Not only Masonic symbolism, but like satanic worship symbolism, all kinds of religious shit. Mainly anti-religious shit, I guess. One of the craziest it, so. pieces of this shit. This is where all the connections are made. Oh shit! Okay. Oh god, hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta readjust. <laughs> I gotta, I got need my both,
0: both my feet planted for this, Taylor. Readjust my body. Now this, Johnny's, one, just, Johnny's standing yeah, right I, by now. By the way, I don't
3: know if you guys, I don't know if listeners, if you can see me right now in space. Hands on but I am, I am standing right now because I can't sit anymore. I, I physically like this is a crazy information. This is like the fake Paul episode. I, I need to stand.
2: Now, you might want to sit down for this,
3: Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, viewers. No, so, <laughs> I I am sitting down. All right, sit down, sit down. <laughs> I am currently sitting down.
2: Oh boy. So what we got here is another plaque um, on the floor, etched to the floor. It's in marble, and then uh, the, these shapes and letters are outlined in like a copperish gold type thing, as, God, you, would, yeah, as you would as you would see. It's plaques all plaque. over this place, apparently. But this plaque seems to resemble like a mining cart. It's the outline of a mining cart. And inside of that mining cart are the symbols AU and next to it AG. Now, an astute person like you, yeah, you'd say, oh, that's gold and silver because it's inside of a mining cart, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Colorado is like it's a is fabled for, you know, it's mining has a rich mining history. What's Mm -hmm. weird about this? the one of the founders of the airport okay who i believe his name is on that new world airport commission plaque one of the founders also discovered what is apparently the most deadly strain of hepatitis known to man uh right yeah. what is the name of this strain you ask 33 Oh, that'd be cool. In some way, maybe it relates to 33. <laughs> Damn it, maybe, Johnny. <laughs> maybe we take all these letters and add them up. Maybe it somehow you know, adds up. I don't know. But this strain is called Australia Antigen. Oh, wow. Or A-U-A-G. Hmm. What the fuck? So it's, it's like they're not commemorating the mine cart for gold and silver. They're commemorating it for... That's weird. They're saying Australia Antigen. That's what they're saying. And some that's people have theorized really that in that dedication plaque... In the time capsule that's to be opened in 2094, it's a some cure. people say that there's either a cure or the biological weapon itself. I think I'll be dead by them, right? Or some information to use, you know, going forward. You know,
3: well, that would explain all the locked doors. What? Like, there's some higher power that's not letting people through because that a higher power, like there's people, like like Bohemian Grove that that aren't letting people, yeah, through the, through the New World sections. Order, because in there are like the the rooms for like. Yeah, stings or for surveillance and those places are like not allowed via keys
2: i mean they like, might be they've been continuously building this underground since 1995 it's possible that this place is no it's not po- it's has to be massive you know this place is probably huge dude and if there was a global or even just a national biological crisis like biological warfare was real and like let's just say it was like a black plague or something Mm -hmm. i mean you best believe those people would be going in that bunker and locking the fucking doors hell yeah you know so there would have to be space that in my mind that's what they're doing they're building under the airport a secure bunker to where people like barack obama can become and and the rock they can go when (laughs) the shit does hit the fan but we're not forgetting about tom hanks yeah he's his running mate so tom hanks too Definitely. What if this goes back to, like, you know, we talked in the Bohemian Grove episode about, like,
0: they meet at Bohemian Grove, and they basically plan out how things are going to happen and what what's going to happen in the year to come. So they meet for the three weeks. They plan out what's going to happen. You know, the, the one cabin is, like, the media people. Another cabin's the polit- the politicians. Another cabin are the, the money deciders, the accountants. Another or the tax people. Another the money people. Whatever. And they all figure out, okay, the next year is going to pan out like this, and this is how it's going to play. Right what if they do think ahead so far as twenty ninety four and they say all right, this is what we're gonna do we're gonna plan this terrible thing we're gonna start it two years before, and then we're gonna wipe the population so, you know most of the population mm-hmm. out and then're exactly. we're, we're gonna un you know unbury this cure like extermination exactly. kind of thing yeah like, that's exactly
2: that. that's exactly the proposal holy fuck, that's exactly dude. it because not that- only that like when you start thinking of the bohemian Grove stuff as Man, they're talking what? about population control. A lot of the stuff that they talked about in that um, the intro ceremony that you talked about um, in the that episode, cleansing and stuff. Yeah, man, they're talking about global cleansing. They're talking about being one with nature, you know, and and treating nature right. Totally echoing what was in that second picture. This is fucked up. I know it's like, weird. Is a lot of people have connected and they think that these two things are related, or these three things. Now we've got the Bohemian Grove, we've got the Denver National Airport. And then we'll probably do a full episode on this, but we might as well mention it at this point because they, in my mind, are totally connected, is the Georgia Guidestones. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Mm-mm. No. What? You guys aren't familiar with the Georgia Guidestones? No. Tilly, oh, you're like our, our residential God, Georgia
0: expert, dude. You're a Georgia, you're a
2: Georgia boy. <laughs> I'm your sukalos <Georgiosucalos. laughs> So, in Georgia, you know, we, there's got to be a full episode on this. Maybe we'll make it like a 30-minute or whatever, but... Throw a couple facts out here about these Georgia guidestones. Not sure the year that they were built. I think it was in the '90s or late '80s. Um, an anonymous man who goes by the name of R.C. Christian approached this uh, marble company in Elberton, Georgia, to commission a you know statue. These statues made out of, completely out of marble. Uh, nobody at this mine, at this quarry or whatever you know mine you know company. I don't never met the guy. I think maybe they somebody had met the guy, but it was, like, an absolute, you know, you're paid to not divulge this information. Like, this information's not getting out. It's not like there are a lot of people who knew about who this person was, so it could be covered up. You know, it's not one of those, everybody could know, you know. take takes so many people to cover it up. No, it was, like, a one person and one other person talked about it. You know what I mean? These stones were built. Basically what it is is for giant tablets, like, 20-something feet tall, that are standing erect, and they're, like, in a cool little formation. It's not all that cool looking. But on each one, there are ten new commandments. And they're written in each stone on different languages. And these ten commandments are fucking crazy, y'all. Like, the first one, which is the most important one, and it seems to point at exactly the purpose of the Denver National Airport, And definitely the motives behind these dudes who gather at Bohemian Grove. So the number one is that we must maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So they're proposing that we cap the population at 500 million people. That's so small. Yeah, there are currently 7.6 billion people on the planet right now. Oh my lord.
3: 500 million is nothing. That's like the population of like... New York, or even less than that. What if this is oh, all man. set up?
0: Like, what if all this stuff is in place and they can already be like? It's like it's like going on a website, and you get on that website, and they're like, "Reaccept the terms and conditions," and then like yeah, at yep. the very bottom of the terms and conditions, you sign something. Someone shows up on your doorstep and says, "I'm here to take your kidney," yeah. and then you wind up having to give your kidney up because you accepted the terms and conditions. What they if didn't realize it? Like the Denver International Airport exists; it's right in front of our eyes. Bohemian Grove—it's a—it's an address. On Google Maps, it's a real place. And then you have this Georgia... What is it, The Georgia, the Georgia Guidestones, Guidestones. That have all this, and it's up to us to be like, don't be an idiot. Learn yeah. a different language and yeah. read all these. And we've set this shit up, and now we're like, boom, we're going to pull the trigger. Like You right. guys talk about global warming and stuff. That's dumb. You're just trying to be selfish and figure out how to keep 7.6 billion people on the planet. All along, we've been planning to wipe you out. Extinction. And only keep 500 million of you straight up Thanos style. Yeah. Fucking that's
2: fucking crazy. Up. And the rest of the commandments are pretty much talking about guide reproduction wisely. You know, which, I mean, it, it sounds cruel and crazy, but it's like, like basically reproduce like Spartans. You know, if they don't fit the bill, you know, they get kicked, you know, kind of thing. Like they get mm. bumped. You know, that's kind of what it's, it's saying here. Uh, I'm saying like, let all nations rule themselves, but then there would be a a universal government that, the, you know, decides one. external conflicts. Uh, it says that we would unite humanity with one global language. That's definitely happening already. Well, that's happening. Yeah. Um, a person should balance their personal rights with their social duties. I'm a really compassionate person. You guys know that. You guys are compassionate. We love people of yeah. all shapes and sizes and orientations, whatever you want to do. Sure, sure. We fucking love you. We'll high-five you, and we want to fucking hang. But... <laughs> I think what this is saying is that those uh, people who are extreme into personal rights, like, sure. I get this, I need this, and you have to treat me this way. Yeah. They're going to have to start realizing that there is a more of a balance. Like, yeah. that shit is, no, you don't get that. It's one with your like, neighbor, not one with yourself. Exactly. There are social duties that need to be in balance with what you think your personal rights are. You know? And Holy one of the, the last one on there, uh, number 10, it says, be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, and then it repeats, leave room for nature. So the first one and the 10th one are definitely saying the same thing. We got too many people in this place. And yeah. some people don't like realizing, like, you know, some people, when they realize they're a problem, like when they realize there is a problem, they try and patch it with Band-Aids or try and go left or right. Instead of recognizing that the wheel is broken and we need to replace the whole wheel. It's not just a spoke, you know, it's the whole thing. And it's been, I feel like it's been broken for a long time, you know. Wow. Yeah, that's what it seems to say, man. And I, and I haven't really done the research. I guess, you know, when we do the, the George Guidestone episode, we can do the research on like, it's in Elberton, Georgia, which is like South of Atlanta. I'm not sure how that relates to the CDC, but obviously the CDC is in Atlanta, and that's total total rhymes with you know biological warfare. You know what I mean? So maybe there's some purpose for it being in Georgia specifically. Some people have even theorized that Ted Turner did it, but yeah, whatever. I don't know.
3: In my mind, it's hard to validate that, though, because, and this is a hypothetical, a hypothetical, if you will, that if, let's say there's a group of people, Bohemian Grove, that say, we need to do this extinction thing. There, like, there are people out there that are insane. I'm not gonna name names, but people that don't have that opinion and would just kill would it'd be a mass genocide within. And no matter how like stronghold Denver's basement is, you know, the, 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 these tunnels, yeah. I have a feeling there's different countries out there that wouldn't be included into the party and they'd be pretty fucking pissed for this extermination thing. And yeah, they would I, be. <laughs> I just don't think
2: it would it would go out. I don't think it work. Well, I mean, if you're the one orchestrating the plan, you might think differently. Or if you were one of those included people, unknowingly, maybe you are one of those included people. You know, who knows? Five hundred million people. I'm definitely not. That's uh, who knows? I'm, well. Let's uh, just say, you know, the Queen of England has purchased land next to the Denver Airport. Maybe they've established that that specific location is like, okay, we can build we can build an underground structure that's going to support whatever the threshold number is. Maybe it's not five hundred million. Maybe it's this. 250 million, let's just say. Whatever this number is, that like, okay, we can start anew with this number of people. And once the earth is good, we step back outside and we start following the rules that we're now setting about the reproduction rules, you know, being responsible about that and really capping it off at 500 500 million. I don't think that that is outrageous, to tell you the truth, man. I I just don't. I think that is so realistic, it's not even (sighs) funny.
3: Yeah, it's actually scary.
2: It is scary, yeah. I think it's so real that it's fucking happening. I I don't know, man. Good news is I'll be dead.
0: I think that's the biggest thing is I think like this whole population control thing that they're sort of setting up between Bohemian Grove, whatever they're talking about there, the Denver International Airport, whatever is happening there, and then these guidestones. I think they're probably like watching and being like, man. I mean, you know, for a while people were just like eating wrong shit, like you know wanting to try these crazy new things and there was like a drop in population you know and we were doing it on our own but now it's like you know people are starting to educate themselves and learn more about dietary things and you know and about what cars they're driving and recycling and the environment and all those things so now it's like pushing whatever is hoping that you know we have 500 million people they're they're, they're like, okay, hey, we, we might have to in- interfere now. Right. That's what's terrifying. But, I, th- you know, I feel like we're talking about Georgia. We talk about, you know, from from left to right, we're talking about we have Bohemian Grove in California, uh, 1,200 miles away from that, almost a direct line over. Uh. 1,200 miles over we have the Denver, Denver International Airport. And now we're talking, you know, down and to the right, we have – where the Guidestones are in Georgia. So what if we open up a map and there's more than just these Bohemian Groves and these, I mean, if there's three now, right. what if there are more and what if we, you know, pinned them all on a map and they made some sort of image? Like a lol,
3: Yeah. It was like, it spelled out something like thirty. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Or,
2: yeah. or you start to see some sort of pattern and you're able to predict or figure out, you know, what other sites to look at that may have clues. Right. A lot of people think that these Georgia guidestones might be related to the plaques in the airport, and they're very cryptic you know there's there's like any of the old you know Egyptian monoliths and like you know pyramids and stuff, just like those things you know the Georgia guidestones are aligned to astrological stuff you know it's it's aligned to stuff in the heavens, you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it seems to be very freemason um and one of the things about Freemason. Freemasonry is they seem to give you all the information right up front. All, everything they do is in symbols, symbolism and they put it everywhere. They put it on everything. It's almost like they, the whole time, are wanting to give you the information and all you have to do is ask. And that's one of the things about being a Freemason is the way to become a Freemason is that you have to ask one. You, you know? So if your dad was a Freemason, yeah. He can't. I, he can't ask you to be in it. He has to wait until you ask him. Yeah, and that's almost symbolic of, of knowledge. Okay. Like, hey, yeah. just ask. Ask what the symbol means. You know, it's that's almost what that receive. seems like to me. And all mm-hmm. these symbols are out here readily, readily available to read. You know, they're out there. We just de- decrypted a bunch of them, that are out there in the second largest airport in the world. Maybe they were intending this to be a very busy airport. They thought, okay, it's in the center of the country, or so. You know, we'll. We'll make this a very populated airport so that people see these symbols, and they do talk about it, and they do read about it, and they really think this shit's true. I don't know.
3: I think it's just a crazy person, like someone who just like thought all that shit up, but it's not real. That's a lot it's of just, shit to
2: put together, though, man.
3: It's yeah. There are there are crazy things.
2: There's uh
0: yeah. There's now, definitely something at play here, and you're and you're right. Like you, you know, it is right in front of you, and it's just like it's all there Every, everything is spelled out and i think that's the problem is like you know it's i i always joke and say this is why we have this podcast cuz it's you know we talk about the things that people aren't talking about and don't want to talk about and think it's dumb to talk about and think it's ridiculous to talk about but like things are placed right in front of you and no one's like hmm Bohemian Grove's weird. We should probably dig more and talk about it. Oh, yeah. hey, this Freemason symbol's weird. Like, I'm looking right now. The Grand Lodge of Tennessee is the Freemasons, and there's a phone number, and it's we just like to join. you can do background checks and stuff. Johnny, you want to become a Freemason?
3: Uh, I don't. Do I get anything?
0: How to join? I mean, I, we'll figure it
3: out. I, I f- wanted to be one. One I, of my friends' dads is a Freemason.
2: Both my grandfathers were Freemasons. One of them uh, was a Grand Master. Whoa. Grand Master Freemason, head of his lodge, I guess, in Miami.
0: It's just wild.
2: Yeah, I wish if I knew the rules, I would have asked, dude. I want to be in it so bad, dude. I would have asked one of them. Williamson what? County
0: Freemasons.
2: <laughs> Talking about that Cobb County player. Are you a Freemason, it's... Nick? What? Uh, I might. <sighs> I'm going to become one. I was, uh, okay, <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was If you're a Freemason, I was gonna ask you right now, <laughs> can I be one? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, my son, yeah. yes, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Pass on the uh, torch. It's just
0: crazy, like, guys, just talk about it. We need to talk, this stuff needs to be talked about, and that's the bottom line. It's like it all exists, and we just have to keep getting the steps closer, and we're tiptoeing, but. You know, this is like three things in a row we've talked about. Like we've talked about this and Bohemian Grove
2: and Amazing. something else. I didn't intend to connect this with Bohemian Grove when this started. You know, it was like it wasn't even in my head. Right. And well, it, things are starting it was to like, cross. What? It's just happening. Like that's yeah. the that's the catch, you know, with out of body
0: experiences and exorcisms, they're connecting and then, you know, eventually we're gonna talk about alien abductions. Spoiler alert, Johnny. Well no uh, shit though. Like that's like a- Right, it's it's a no-brainer, but like those three things are going to connect and we're going to keep finding these breadcrumb trails that are led and whether we're hitting those things in order, psh, great, but you know, this whole Freemasonry with the Denver International Airport with the Georgia Guidestones which we'll do an episode on and then Bohemian Grove, it's like what? <laughs> Everything's connecting. <laughs> Everything yeah, is connected.
3: Be. The idea is that it should be connecting, though, because if it wasn't, it wouldn't make sense. Like, if, if something needs yeah. to be crazy, other things have to be crazy as well that relate.
2: Right. It's all one now big plot, right. man. It's all one big plot, one big ploy, one big plan. I just I mean, hope I'm one of that 500 million. You're not. I'm sorry. I think I could be, man. I think I think if we work on it, guys, I think we could be. Because
3: why, why would you be? You know? like, why would you in, be? 20, in 2012, uh, the movie, whatever, uh, it is said... Uh, this is a movie but it said that the most influential important people <laughs> Bad movie. N- 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 pay, it, okay I didn't like the movie but I I, I liked parts of it okay like, I, okay I like the movie all right I like the movie <laughs> I was, oh, I, I, it's a, young it. a movie okay it exists. okay anyways so in the movie they say on the, those like arcs that they, they put them put them on they yeah. were influential people they were rich people but more than anything they paid their way on now I don't think any of us are influential famous or wealthy enough to pay our way on so Taylor and be honest yeah. You're not one
2: of the 50 million. Well, probably. I also think that that was just a not. You know, this is not not a good movie. We'll we'll back that up with just saying it's not a good movie. I don't think money would be what gets you onto those boats. Why? What do they have any use for money for after that? So I I agree. I
3: think the concept is whatever is like the perfect race ratio, human should be on there. But I just don't think we're on there.
2: I don't know, Johnny. I believe in myself. And, you can do that, Taylor. You beat And I am, I am one in my universe. So I, of course I am. I created the whole fucking <laughs> thing, anyways. <laughs> well, I think we've
0: reached another close to a crazy, crazy episode, Taylor. Went, you went just, down
2: the water slide. We hit the pool at the end. Yeah, we did, and <laughs> it, it was felt nice. That sounds
3: like it hurt. It's nice and it cool.
2: Felt nice. Oh, 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 pool. I thought you said pole. Pool. No, it was okay. a pool. It was a pool. <laughs> Much more
3: relaxing than a pole hitting. <laughs>
0: So uh, so guys, if you have a hypothetical hy- hypothetical that you want us to talk about or thought you'd like to share about today's episode, good news. You can shoot us an email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. But you know what? Who uses email nowadays? So go ahead over to our Facebook page <laughs> at <laughs> facebook.com slash thinking. Uh, we're posting more content content throughout the week. We, got, we have memes and we're working on some other cool stuff that Johnny teased. Mm. Um, and you know, we have polls and stuff. If you don't know how to spell hypothetical thinking, did, did it you say, means... Huh? Did you say pool? I said pole. Pole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're so <laughs> interchangeable. <laughs> Poles. Uh, hypothetical thinking. Facebook.com slash hypothetical thinking. And then, guys, please do us a favor. And if you're listening to us on TuneIn, Stitcher, or iTunes, make sure to head over to that little uh, little button. Um, you yep, said butt. The, the little five-star button. Just hit that for us. It helps us get closer to our dream of being listed in the top 100 podcasts on <laughs> uh, Ultimately, <laughs> on I- in the it, top 100,000
2: podcasts. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it
3: actually it, our ultimate dream is to get in part of this, uh, this Denver airport, part of the 500,000. If, it, yeah, if you, you guys to help bottom. us survive, we will survive and remember
0: you. Yeah, we will. We will remember you. If we band uh, together, we could break in. You. And real quick, a huge thanks to some of our amazing uh, folks who interact with us on the social medias. Yeah, that's a couple of awesome uh, Shout out to Nikki Hastings. Oh, J Nikki. Mags, Mags, our favorite. Uh, and you know what? As far as shout outs go, I'm going to shout out to someone who's very important to us. It's Professor Neil Gamel of the University of Otago in New Zealand. He arrived on Saturday, and he's begun the search for Nessie, yeah, Mike oh, yeah. So we're sending good, positive vibes and energy to your way, uh, Professor Gemel. Gemel, <laughs> and we hope for the best because you know what? We need yeah, a little we, light in this darkness. that We, we need call. answers. Yeah, we
2: need another animal. I want some Nessie <laughs> to be real. <laughs> we need man. another animal. We need another animal. Show me some facts.
0: Give <laughs> <laughs> me an animal. Uh, cool. Well, with all that being said, guys. Another episode. We're on 12 now. We have so much cool stuff in the future. We have some merch that we're working on and some other things where you can't talk about quite yet. Um, but you know what? By so, the by, August, things are going to get wild, guys. You will know. You'll w- know. W- 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 wild and crazy kids. That's us.
3: Things are changing. Things are happening. Expansions.
0: Growth. Moving and shaking. We just want to keep Woo. things different for you guys.
2: <laughs>
0: and growing. Uh, Great. Well. Well, then. Here we are. Who are you? Oh, Uh, hi. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, So I have been and will always be in for the time being. Nick? I was born into this world as John Taylor Nelson, and I will leave it as such.
3: (laughs) I was hatched Johnny Clark, and by the time this, this extinction goes through, I will never be Johnny Clark
0: again. Johnny has been hatched by a Freemason. <laughs> he hooked him out. He warmed him up Dude, with his inside of his belly button. Do things hatch? Don't ha- hatch out of butts. They
3: don't.
2: They do what? No, yeah, it, they do. It, it, well, yeah, but it's a different. It's a different tube. Butt hatch. It's Still a butt, though. I would say ah. if you're looking at the butt from the outside, it, the whole thing is a butt. Okay. It's then a when butt. you go in and start being precise, then maybe it's not a butt. But I think uh, from an outer outward glance, it's a butt.
3: I don't like the idea of being hatched via a butt. But yeah, no, you're not. Butt, butt, but, butt, <laughs> <laughs> but, Butt, butt, <laughs> you're a butt baby. But yeah. I guess tune in
0: next week, guys. Tune in next week to find out what we talk about next week on next week's episode. (laughs) So next Next week, week. guys, we'll talk to you next week. And until then, next week, guys. (laughs) Adios, amigos. (laughs) And that's the end.